Hello and welcome to day 8 of our 12 Days of Archie series, admittedly a day late, where we are going to look back on our 3-1 win over Aberdeen in our 2013-14 Premiership season. Mark Wallace is going to start our look back on that game. It took place in the 22nd of February 2014. We we hadn't won at home, but we weren't ter- we weren't terrible. Like we threw away a lot of silly points. I just remember thinking, well, obviously you need to win your home games when you're newly promoted, especially given how close it was because like. We moved up to 25 points with the win in this game, right? And it took us a point above St Mirren on 24 St Mirren, lost 2-1 to Ross County that day, who also moved on to 25 points. So, like, it was bunched together. One player involved in that match was Stevie Lawless, who spoke to us at the start of the year about his disappointment regarding that season up until that game. Uh, I don't think I actually done that well, if I'm being honest, my first year, I think... Being a winger, I know that's like you're pretty inconsistent um, now and again. So I don't think that helped me. If I'm being honest, um, first year I wasn't really happy with how it went. I still managed to get a few goals. I think it was five that year. I think I only played something like twenty games, so still wasn't a bad return. But if I'm being honest, I don't think I initially made the jump um, as, as easy as I, as I, I wished. But um, as years went on, I felt like adapted to the, to the levels because that's quite a jump. If I'm being honest, you don't really think it with the bottom teams in the prem to the to the champ. But it's week, it's, it's a weekly basis. It's just constant hard games. So uh, it takes a wee while to get used to. If I'm, if I'm being critical of myself, I don't think I, I actually made the step up that well the first year. The Aberdeen side that travelled to Firhill that day were flying high in the league at the time. This Aberdeen team would go on to win the League Cup just a couple of weeks after this. So like, Aye, it would have been March. It so would have been a fucking good Aberdeen team we beat. Even looking at the bench, you had Nicky Weaver on the bench, Declan McManus, is it in Fairland now? Cammy Smith, Nicky Lowe, Scott Vernon, Calvin Zola, who we don't speak of in this house. That season, I that's before I started going to really away games. That season, I'd only start going to away games season after this, but. Uh, the 3-1 game at Aberdeen, I remember we hadn't... Because I wasn't going to away games, I still hadn't seen us win in the league all season. And it, it took us so long. Second place to Aberdeen came to Far Hill and we were all thinking, oh, surely not, we're going to get humped this. We're going to get pumped today. We've, we've not won a game all season. Looking at our team, like it's it, there's royalty through it. In this team, Paul Gallagher in goals, Aaron Taylor Sinclair left back. You've got Conrad Balatoni centre-back, Higgy. Taylor up top, Erskine, Bannigan, who naturally get booked. Dylan coming on for Taylor at the end. O'Donnell, Lawless, Christy Elliott on the bench. The a who's who are the last few years of great Thistle players that we've had and that we have been lucky to have. You get Prince Blabin and mm-hmm. Lee Mayer. Lee Mayer was arguably as much as I talked about how Lyle Taylor's contribution was massive. Uh, Lee Mayers was also an experienced, steady hand in there to help Balatoni and Muirhead along, and it worked wonders for them. As I mentioned at home, we conceded a lot of very silly goals. We dropped a lot of silly points. I remember a game we were 3-1 up against Ross County and drew 3-3, and a game where we inexplicably let Philip Kiss run riot. 3-0 to St Mirren. There was a game against Hibs where we absolutely battered Hibs. 
and we lost 1-0. We were in our games at Fur Hill, but we weren't getting the results. And the longer that goes on, even we an away record as good as ours, with realistically even a playoff at worst, you have to worry. And getting that result and the one against Hibs the week after was massive. Can't play that. I can't talk it up any more than that. There was an early scare as Aberdeen were awarded a penalty in the first half, only for Paul Gallagher to produce some heroics to deny them. Paul Gallagher saving the penalty, Adam Rooney, and fucking getting it, getting it right up on that because I think he dived, and then I think, I think, I think, I mean, I think Paul Gallagher wanted to fucking stick the Eden, eh, Adam Rooney, Adam Rooney that game as well. Because I, I think Adam Rooney backed into Paul Gallagher as well, and he wanted another penalty, and he didn't get it. You know, they were a strong team and it was a fantastic result. We're Baltoni putting us one goal up. Conrad Baltoni did love, love a goal. We, we do miss a goal-scoring defender. After Conrad Balatoni scored for the Jags, Lyle Taylor then added two goals. Mark Wallace speaks about his performance that day. Lyle Taylor ran the game for us that day. Unbelievable. Could have, he could have had about five or six goals. He only scored, he scored two. Could have had five or six this was Lyle Taylor showing the level he's at now in the championship. He's the only guy that could get near doing in terms of our strikers. His importance to us that season, Taylor was tremendously important to how we did that season. And particularly in this game against Aberdeen, he absolutely ragdolled Aberdeen's uh, central defensive pairing. Uh, Russell Anderson and Mark Reynolds... Russell Anderson, uh, a very, very good centre-half. You get Mark Reynolds, who was at the sort of peakies thing here. He went 2-0 up. Aberdeen scored a con... Uh, I wouldn't say it was a consolation, because they were trying to, like... They, were, they threw everything at us after that. And then Lyle Taylor went up and scored and scored an absolute screamer. I think he, like, I think he like, done a wee step over and then turned to his left and then slammed into the, the right-hand corner, and it was absolutely mental. Taylor obviously got the double. I mean, he should have got a hat trick that day. He could have had three, four goals that day. I remember he missed a huge chance when he was in on goal after a player wiped out Higgy and the ball just kind of rolled through to him. And he just, it was basically, he just had to put it past Langfield, but he got like his foot to it. After, even after that, they looked pretty dangerous and I thought we were going to get pumped. And then I remember they brought on Calvin Zola that game. And I was like, oh, fuck, he scored. He's, I think he scored like five again. He was an absolute dud as well when he only scored against us. And he, um, Calvin Zola came on. I was like, oh, fuck, here we go. He, that, this is a Calvin Zola hat-trick. We're going to lose a game in it. Um, but, no, we, we, we won the game. Could have went behind. We didn't. We went 2-0 up. Then immediately went about trying to throw the game away because we went 2-0 up and Aberdeen went straight up the park and scored. And then, obviously, Lyle rounds it off. He could have, he could have had about five or six. We should have absolutely mauled Aberdeen that day, and like that was the time I sort of felt that this is we we, we finally belong here because we'd beat Hearts, uh, we'd uh, we'd go on to beat Hibs, we'd beat Aberdeen, Motherwell, Dundee United. Like you look at the the, the Premiership table at the time, Aberdeen were second in the league at the time. They were all a good bit behind Celtic and only one point ahead of Motherwell, seven points ahead of Dundee United and Inverness. But the the top six in that league were out of sight. 
Like, St. Johnston were six and 32. They were only seven points behind us after this one. But, like, the top six, the top sides in that league were out of sight. And we'd now taken points off Aberdeen, off Motherwell, off Dundee United, off Inverness, off St. Johnston. Like, we got results against all of them. It was just, it was a great day, that. It was a fantastic result. And I just remember at full time, Higgy just packing up the ball and booting it into the crowd. And just the relief and the look in the player's face. We finally got that win at Far Hill. followed this home win up with another against Hibernian a few weeks later with the same 3-1 scoreline. It was just a, and obviously we did it the, uh, two weeks later we won again at Fort Hill. At between, there was a draw at Ross County I think between away and Dingwall and then we won again against Hibs. I, because this is the first sort of season I was going to games and like I'd, I'd, I'd always been interested in Scottish football but um, I'd I'd had a break of not really falling that much for several years and stuff like that, no. and um, I didn't really appreciate how bad we are against these sort of big teams at the time. If you know what I mean, like Aye. so, like going now, like if we were playing Aberdeen Hearts or Hibs, I'm kind of like, I'm, you know, hopefully we'll get a draw or something Aye. like that. But at that time, I didn't really think of it. It's like, oh, it's just another team, you know. Un- unbeatable thistle do you know what I mean like right. you know, it, does, it doesn't matter like you're, you're so unpredictable I think because you're on the high of the championship and stuff like that I went in a bit naive thinking oh we can hold our own with the, with this, with the Hibs game uh, and the Aberdeen game as well I, re- I remember vividly the last 10-15 minutes of all the other fans who had been so beaten down for years right. and years of just you know, never really quite matching up to these teams and kind of losing out in heroic fashion and falling right. and so on and that. And I remember everyone just around me, like just like you could feel it off them going, please, right. for the love of God, please don't fuck this fuck up. It up the Hibs game was a strange one because we because we were another game we were in control of but com- nearly contrived to throw it away. It was... Our games against Hibs that season, that was not... Like, that was a bad Hibs team. And we still let them off the hook at least twice. Erskine's goal was fucking lovely. A brilliant passing move. And then it got cut back to Erskine, took a touch and smashed it. Into the top corner. It was a lovely, lovely goal. I always remember that. Doolan did make it 2 nothing. Duncan Watmore had made it 2-1. I remember thinking, oh shit. Because I had actually been that much of a saddle to have watched Duncan Watmore play for Altrincham, where Sunderland signed him from. He was very much like an English version of Erskine. He's like one of those guys who could take a game by the scruff of the neck. And just a really entertaining player to watch, technically gifted, eye for goal. And then he gets on the score sheet and you're thinking, oh shit. Because we'd done this before against Hibs. We'd let them back in it. We ended up paying for it. But luckily we get the break right at the end. I just remember shouting, go on. I was full on Mrs Doyle. 
if you can imagine Mrs. Doyle in a glass reaching up the back of the jacket, just scaring it. I was the exact same as you. I was probably about five rows away from you doing the exact same because before then I had been a bit more more of an optimist and just kind of not really get that sucked in. But everyone was so like you're saying that I get sucked in and that became the the moment where I was like, we could chuck this away. We need absolutely scream. You're like, come on! Absolutely, yeah. It's sweat pumped in your face. You're like, try to will it. Try to use like telekinetic power using your eyes staring. <laughs> try to will it into the net. And yeah. You're just like, what am I doing? This is a game I felt I became a proper like Thistle fan and it just pure screaming for the terraces for them not to concede and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so no, I was the absolute same. Everyone was like that at the game. It was yeah, it was, it was quite wild. Those two results were massive in keeping us up. Those two home wins. So it was just yeah, it was brilliant. God, I miss the days, man. Actually having the opportunity to talk about these memorable nights where we had so many great experiences. It's a great feeling. Thank you for joining us on day eight of our 12 Days of Archie series. At some point, one of the days will have two episodes out to make up for New Year's Day, which was missed on the 12 days. This episode was narrated by Matt Greer and edited by David Forrest, with contributions from David Forrest, Mark Wallace, Jamie MacDonald, Kieran Ashton and Stevie Lawless. Stay safe and wear a mask. Hey, not